Anticipation. That's all. Anticipation. And with that Rocky Horror Picture Show reference, we are going to dive right into this episode of the Black Tower Podcast, which is not, as you would be uh, respectfully, understandably incorrect to ascertain, not a Rocky Horror Picture Show podcast, but a Wheel of Time podcast hosted by your three illustrious Mahales. I am your Amon Khan Mahal, Daniel. Uh, I'm that there, Bajan Mahal, Andrew. And you probably don't know me. Who am I kidding? I'm Josh. I'll be serving as your Sorbon Mahal for tonight's festivities. And tonight, you're going to want to go ahead and keep your hands and arms firmly inside the ride at all times as we go ahead and talk a little bit about life, the universe, and everything with a special guest. But before we get to that special guest and who they are and what they do and why they're here and why the vast majority of you probably already know them better than you know us, uh, let's go ahead so. and, <laughs> and talk about a couple of things. First and foremost... If you are here for the first time, if you have never listened to a Black Tower podcast episode uh, and you just stumbled on us from somewhere or had a friend recommend us to you or whatever the case may be, make sure you pop on over to blacktowerpod.com. It has all of the information that you're going to need about who we are, what we do, and how you can get involved um, if you like what you hear. It's going to have all of our links and all of our merch and everything on there uh, it's a great place to go and check everything out. And if you are listening to this either live or when it goes public for the very first time um, or right at the very beginning, I don't think it's going to go public multiple times, but right at the very beginning when it goes public, uh, you will still have an opportunity to come to our event that we have every October as a annual birthday party for the podcast as well as an excuse for the three of us to get together and drink too much and have too much fun um and that is the gathering madness uh this year it is going to be the weekend of the 15th and 16th of october in los angeles california more specifically in roland heights so if you are anywhere in or around the area come check us out come say hi we actually have an airbnb uh rented for the entire weekend so that we can go ahead and have a good time with everybody and we don't have to worry about space being at my tiny little apartment uh, or anything like that so come on down there is absolutely space for you and if you cannot come in person no sweat we totally understand and we will absolutely hold nothing against you because why would we unless you want it done if you're into that then enthusiastic consent is very important. Uh, but if you want it held against you, we will. And you're a very, very bad boy um, or girl, depending. Uh, He's but also, I'd like to just throw out a real quick note. Um, or anything if, else. You could be very yes, bad or anything. <laughs> yes, anyway. right. We're just covering the whole spectrum. Just pick um, a bad and let us know. The, <laughs> the Airbnb, we do have an Airbnb. It is available for daytime congregational use um, yes you sorry, will that is important you you will need to find a hotel in the area which shouldn't be too difficult but oh it's, just, it's i i need to i need to specify yes, that also 100 
Also, as we are as getting it is an, an Airbnb for the purposes of space, yes. not necessarily for the purposes of housing. <laughs> um, and 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 uh, once again at the Watt Tales Wheel of Time cocktail party portion of the evening. I want to be very, very clear on this. The Black Tower does not condone drinking and driving. In fact, correct, downright forbid it. Please come to the Airbnb prepared to find yourself a sober transportation away from the Airbnb. Because yes. as I said, you, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here because of yep. the specifics on the contract with the Airbnb. And you're not driving. I, I will yeah. take your keys. <laughs> you can get them in the morning. <laughs> and again, I along with that, I do want to say to everyone, uh, the vast majority of the things that we're doing are going to be uh, audience participation available. Um, so if you would actually like to sample the uh, submitted Watt cocktails with us, go ahead. That's awesome. We'll oh, yeah. go ahead and make you some. But it does predicate... You will be going home. Make sure that you can participate <laughs> responsibly. So there you go. Also, uh, this year we are going to have, uh, as Josh already mentioned, uh, some favorite activities back again from last year, um, including the Watt Cocktail Contest, uh, the Drunk Splaining uh, Wheel of Time. We will have the Taste the Taint Challenge. We will have a number of live streams and panels and things that we are uh, having guests and such on. And then this year, we have actually decided to change things up just a little bit. And whereas normally we would be going out and doing an activity, we are actually going to be having a game show for our activity this time set up by yours truly that Andrew and Josh are going to be the heads of two teams for uh, <laughs> that is going to all be based on the Wheel of Time. So, uh, I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> so definitely we've all seen me on game shows it, it, it's a hit or miss uh so come down have a lot of fun with us we're gonna have a lot of fun with uh anybody who uh comes and joins us so there you go uh and without further ado that is all of our sort of wonderful stuff out of the way we definitely wanted to say it earlier rather than later so that anybody who needed an extra 75 minutes to go ahead and prepare to come to the gathering madness had it but uh this episode is not about the gathering madness this episode is not even really completely about the wheel of time i'm sure it's gonna come up because the guest that we have has been somewhat entrenched in the world of the I mean, wheel of time for many many years he's been around for a bit yeah, you know exactly. I, I don't know if he's a real fan <laughs> that was i'm sorry that was my impression uh, of a internet gatekeeper yes indeed. Nope, cancel me please but uh we would like to uh sort of reintroduce i'm sure to the vast majority of you uh our lovely guest uh and thank him very much for being here the always unique and always welcome jason denzel uh, originally, we know him from uh, dragonmount.com, um, and he is also a wonderful author who has brought us four books, 
uh, in a single series that we will mostly be talking about tonight, uh, which is the Mystic series. They include Mystic, Mystic Dragon, um, the Nameless Saint, and Mystic Skies. Not in that order. <laughs> it's actually mystic mystic dragon mystic skies and then nameless saint is a prequel uh so that's mostly what we're going to be talking about tonight uh but before we go any further jason welcome welcome thank you so much for being here go ahead and say hello to your adoring fans my you are my adoring fans and thank you so much for the warm <laughs> welcome i love being on your show i uh, I knew that um, when I was uh, shamelessly putting together you know, uh, <laughs> the a list of um, places that I wanted to go to kind of promote this upcoming book and everything, you guys were right there, you know, at the top of the list. And uh, I'm so glad to be back. So thank you for having me. Um, Absolutely. You know, and and um, what year is, uh, what year are we celebrating with the Gathering Madness? I confess I'm horrible that I'm even one of your patrons words I didn't know this that 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 the event was next month and I need to check to see that's the weekend after my book comes out and so oh, I nice. need to like make it out there if I can but <laughs> so I mean I'm, I'm up here in northern California and you guys are down yeah. in southern California so you know this might be a thing no promises but I'll see what it is but, yeah. but what year is how many years has it been now what are we so at? this is technically <clears throat> the end of year four the end of season three yes um Mm -hmm. because we decided to go ahead and make the first two years one season (laughs) but yes so it will be the end of year four uh beginning year five yeah this is so our first annual gathering madness was a bit of a a bit of kismet yes um we had i was in la for the town or you know for a bit and uh daniel was living down there and uh, we decided, yeah, let's meet up and, and you know, hang out for a bit. And uh, Andrew was like, maybe I should fly in. <laughs> and yes. so we decided since we were there, we got to do I don't need do to something. pay this bill. I can afford a flight to LA. Let's yeah. do this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so if you want to go see a really, if you want to see how far we've come. Let's see. How and how much progress come. we still have to make. <laughs> Go go look at our first Gathering Madness video on YouTube. Um, and if you want to see what we look like like babies, uh, that video will definitely oh help show you because all of us, I think all of us are actually clean shaven. Not Josh fully. is not. I think Josh. Josh, Josh is, is okay. Yeah. I had, but I had just gone down my bearded journey. So yes. This was like this was clean shaven Daniel and very very noticeably red hair. Yeah, so, yes. this, so this Very is when you were ready. just physically capable of growing your first beard, you, you know, that long ago, right? So <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> just growing out first beard for yeah. the first time. <laughs> so, Jason, I... That was I actually just, just before I got out, out of the military, yeah. Yeah, it was. I just, I just want to throw out there that you don't understand how accurate the statement that you just made is uh, and how much <laughs> it hurts me on the... No, <laughs> Uh, no, it was it was very early on in the podcast, uh, and we—I mean, not that early on. I guess it was a year in, but it—it was—it it was the first anniversary of. It the was founding. earlier for y'all than it was for oh, me, as much yes. as it pains me to say. Yeah. And and we had Daniel and I had been on the show for the for a few months at that point in time, yeah. and I, I think I joined in like June. Yeah, and Josh and I was joined like, in like July. 
one or two and episodes. And so we were, you, yeah. we were like four or five months into it, and it was, yeah, it was an adventure. So it was so awesome. I, I just, so I, I just recently found an old VHS. Let, let me back up. I found the okay. VHS tape, but so it was. <laughs> Oh man, this is good. So we drag him out. We're recording this right now in late September, you know. And uh, so earlier, a couple of weeks ago, was the 24th anniversary of Dragon Mount opening. And nice. So, re- which congratulations, so, guys. Yes, that Sorry is very good. Cut you off there, but that's just that's impressive. That's so amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, the only reason it. I mean, like I I've been so blessed to have. I mean, you guys already see what, um, you know, teamwork does and what, you know, the, the testament that, you know, the three of you working together with your Patreons and everyone else to kind of make, you know, the, the thing happen. It's the same with Dragon Mount that like, it, it's not just, it can't just be me. It's never just been me. I've always had such an amazing staff of people and too many people to name, but you know, the, the reason the site goes on today is because, you know, of all their efforts and everything. But um, so, yeah, so I recently found a VHS tape um, in an old box and it was, and it's labeled Dragon Mount interview with this local TV station that I did mm-hmm. back in 1998. So the site had just opened was 1998 oh. and a local news. Um, I think what it was is that I, was taking a Linux class. I was in college. I was taking a class in Linux, and my uh, I think my Linux teacher, you know, heard that I was working on a website, and I said I was trying to figure things out or whatever. And they knew someone, and then so they actually reached out to someone that they knew at the local news, or maybe it was a classmate. I forget, but anyway, the local news like heard about that I'd started a website in 1998. Starting a website was a much bigger deal, right? Oh no, for real, it is today. Like right, you know, like it's it was it's kind of silly how it was, but back then, it was like oh wow, they got a website, you know, and an, uh, an actual website. Like most yeah, people not, had like a GeoCities, GeoCities, or... exactly, right? And it was, yeah, and GeoCities. So anyway. The local news showed up, like I'm not even kidding, like with like a lighting set, a producer and a camera person showed up and they sat me down. They interviewed me like, what's it like to like run an online community, you know, and what's this all about? And at the time, one of the big phenomenons that was going on, and for those of you that were around back then would know this is, remember this is that online relationships were a big deal and pretty taboo at the time because like who would actually get into a relationship with a stranger on the internet, you know? And so- (laughs) Uh, we had, and so Dragamount being an online community, you know, there was, there were, I got hit right away with questions about like, you know, what about, you know, the online predators and people pretending who they aren't? What about the relationships? Are they real relationships and things like that? So I don't remember the exact contents of it, but I, but I recorded it and I got a, because it was on the local channel news, you know, that evening news for that, whatever, that town I was in. And I have a recording of it. I haven't watched it yet, but I went out. And I bought at a thrift store a, a used VHS player that works. I got it all set up, but I can't rewind because I don't have the remote for it. So now I got to order like a generic <laughs> remote to work with my generic VHS player so I can watch this tape, which is not rewound. So once I have it, and I've got a thing to digitize it, once I have it, um, I'm going to put that out there. And the, what made me think of this is talking about all your baby faces. And oh my gosh, I, I was 20, I think I was 19 or 20 at the time. So fresh faced Jason, young and eager and optimistic, you know, about 
running a wheel of time fan site in 1998. And so I, I can't wait to get those screen grabs in that video clip and put it up on YouTube and everything. Oh yeah. Uh, that's a awesome. fancy VHS player. Right. Growing up, mine didn't even have the remote. I was the remote. All right. You were the remote. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get up and change the channel. This, Dad, this get VHS up, player, rewind the has... first Titanic VHS and put in the second one. Go do it now, fast. <laughs> Hurry up. That that the player that I got, it's got a play and a fast forward, but it doesn't have a rewind button. It's just so random. What? It has fast oh, wait, maybe that's an older one. It was Whenever designed they, they by wanted someone, you to buy the separate rewinder. It is designed by someone who is not kind. <laughs> right. I get I get where you're going. I see what you're doing. All right. I don't get it. Yeah, All right. I hate you. I hate you so much. Do you know? So do you know? Uh, and I think I said this last time too, but when I a dragon mount was one of the first like wheel of time fan base places I found. And actually I think I found it through. No, 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 it wasn't. It was dragon mount was first. Okay. And it was through dragon mount that I found out about Brandon Sanderson. Mm. Um, like years, years later, because it was like dragon mount was like, I, I was not, I am not great with forums as evidenced by the fact that our website has nobody maintaining the forums because I'm, garbage with it but um i tried just because that's accurate on. doesn't mean you need to say it out <laughs> the spam bot the, the, the enemies at the gates the spam bots are <laughs> right the, the online predators but uh <laughs> the enemy was, is at the gates i hear the drums in the deep <laughs> i it was uh it was so it was dragon mount for me it was They're like coming. you know 2002 2001 2002 2003 maybe um, and from then on, it was like, it was one of those like, oh, I'll check and see if the new book is out. I'll check and see if the new book is out. I'll go to Dragon Mount. I'll check and see if the new book is out. And um, it had been a couple years and I was like, oh, I'll check and see if the new book is out. <laughs> and I kid you not, I pull up dragonmount.com and there's a beautifully written article, by the way, about attending Robert Jordan's funeral and i i was like wait what <laughs> what yep. I, I was i was absolutely i was living in california at the time i was absolutely just what what happened like i i i was but it had been long enough that brandon sanderson had already picked up the series and so I was like looking up, Googling the Wheel of Time. Will the Wheel of Time be finished? And well, Yahooing at the time. And then, of course, I found Brandon Sanders' blog ask post Jeeves? where he was talking about this is my, you know, I'm going to be, I'm very honored to be taking on this project. La, 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 la. And, um, but yeah, Dragon Mount was, was like my, my first dipping my toes into the Wheel of Time online uh, fan it was actually... interactions. It was actually really funny with all of this sort of nostalgia talk. Uh, it was not too awful long ago, like within the last year that Facebook gave Josh a post that he made that was like, does anyone know anything about this Brandon Sanderson guy who's taking over <laughs> Wheel of Time? That's right. That's it right. Was like seven years ago today or like, no, it was like, it was, it was like today or whatever it was, you know, I'm, I'm they do like weird right numbers. Because they don't like just do like five years. and ten. Yeah, it's like a weird, you know, number of years that they like go back and shove things onto your feed and go, remember when you did this? And you're like, shut up. I definitely don't want to remember some things that I did 13 years ago. Get out of here. 
Yeah, I've, I've turned off those uh, memory notifications. I intentionally nice. go to the memories if I want to look at them. That's, but, that's what I But do. yeah, that, you know, I, I've, I've heard that a lot over the years and because Dragon Ball's been around for so long and, you know, oh, yeah. we, we predated social media, of course. And so, mm-hmm. you know, um, that being the case, yeah, you know, it was the, that was the thing that people would Google it and it would come up on our side. This is also, it would predate tour.com, which, you know, um, nowadays, you know, has, you know, they've got the inside scoop on themselves for all yes. the book related stuff. Not that the, there's any other, Wheel of Time related books coming out, except for the Origins book that's coming out soon. We can talk about that in a bit later. Um, but you know, more this is before Tor.com. This is before social media. So you know, for a long time, you know, we kind of were the primary source of of news for a, you know a lot of things that were Wheel of Time related. Robert Jordan had yeah. his blog on our website, uh, which is great. And you know, it it's changed, of course. Now you know, um, yeah, you know, things get. You know, Amazon or Prime Video doesn't come to us to announce stuff on our website. You know, like the publisher used to come to us to announce things via us, or Robert Jordan will come to us to announce things, and and that's okay. You know, that's um, our our role in the fandom has shifted, and that's perfectly okay. We're still who we are, we and we do a little bit of everything. You know, we do, of course, the news. We do some YouTube. We do some podcasting. We do social media we do a little bit of everything and really kind of a deep deep dive into none of it anymore you know we do forums but not as deeply as we used to and everything else we kind of scaled that back a little bit because fewer people use forums these days people use you know it's all about social media and tiktoks and things like that so which, so by the way, know, Kitty does actually... an amazing job with your guys' TikToks. I absolutely oh, thank you. love yeah. them. Yeah, Can I also, uh, I'm, I'm actually very curious now that you brought that up. Um, how many uh, TikToks have you made for the release of your new book? I've made exactly zero. I have a, a TikTok uh, account. <laughs> why know, are we even here? He's know, not, there are no know, TikTok I, videos I know, for me to go watch. Probably, I'm, this... I'm done. I'm out. I have a TikTok account. I think I've got three videos up, one of which, you know, is like my dog. And, um, uh, you know, so I've dipped my toes in. It's um, like, man, I'm still catching up, just trying to figure out how to use Instagram. Maybe I know I'm old and just skip Instagram. It's dying with Facebook. So just skip Instagram. Go go straight to go straight to TikTok. Daniel, you can't say that. It's it's only been two weeks since we were on Instagram with Tom. Right. For Dragon Mount. Stop. Abort mission. No, Tom would respect my honesty, Andrew. (laughs) Tom and Kitty and Rebecca, you know, the rest of you know the team and you know Kathy, the 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 group that does a lot of the social media stuff. Mm -hmm. They they're fantastic. Katie too, you know they 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 do you know a lot of dragon on social media. You know, I will I certainly contribute and, and chime in and everything. I'm trying to scale back a little bit of the day-to-day Dragonmon stuff, you know, because it gives yeah. me more room to do book writing and stuff, you know, because I'd like to do that um, Wait, you write more. Books. I know, right? And sometimes I wonder. And <laughs> it's, it's been a while in between each of my books. And, oh. you know, and, that's, and that's, and I'd like to do, you know, I've got a full-time job and everything. And yes. so there's a lot of, there's Dragonmon, there's my day job, there's life and everything else. So I'm trying to, to do um, a little bit less of other things so I can focus in on writing more often. But you're right. I'm sorry, that I, does that, are are you saying that you're quiet quitting on all of the things that you, because that's what I'm hearing you say, that you want a work-life balance? How dare you in know, today's right? day and age? 
How <laughs> dare I? That's it. You know, I do. I, I, um, I'm writing a lot more these days. I feel like I'm, I'm, yeah. uh, um, I'm firing in all cylinders. I've told people like this has definitely been the best place that I've been in in a, in a lot of years since I've started the Excellent. Mystic books, where, um, where I've got, you know, the uh, most time because I've got everything else handled. I'm in a good place with all the other things in my life, and so I'm able to get a lot more done. I'm making great progress in my current work in progress. You know, outside of the now that I'm done with the Mystic books, I'm on to a new project. And I'm pretty excited about that. I'm really pouring through it. So, um, you know, it's, it's a good place to have, and it's also good to know that you know that like I, you know, I I don't. I can't and I don't want to, you know, let go of all the things we do at Dragon Mount. It, it's, you know, but that's like, you know, I was talking about with all the people that help out. Like I, if it were just me, I, Dragon Mount would be a full-time job and, oh, yeah. you know, but, but dividing it up yeah. amongst team members and everything else, it, it makes it far more bearable and, um, and fun for everyone too, you know, because yeah, we all well, get, you know, uh, fun, you know, there's all sorts of perks that right. come with it and everything else. Right. Yeah. Well, you know what they say, it's basically the same as raising a child and raising a website. It takes a village. Just, you know. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard that saying, but I, but I can't say I disagree. So, so Since we're talking about Dragon Mount. Yeah. Um, go. So uh, I don't think we... Did we talk about this last time? I don't remember because I'm so bad with timelines now. You're going to um, have to ask the question before I can tell yeah, you. Yeah, I, I, I am no. aware of how conversations okay. work, Daniel. Thank you very much. <laughs> Um, so I love you, you were invited uh, by Amazon for the Wheel of Time TV show premiere and I yes. don't remember if we talked about that when we had you on last time or if that was before the premiere I think it was before yeah it was definitely yeah. before yeah. so so, so we've been asked about it a thousand and one times. How was it? What was the cool thing? Did you get any cool gadgets? You know, how many times did you get to shake everybody's hands? But you know, how how was that for you? Yeah, give us a so, give us a rundown of that. Yeah, I'll give you a rundown. So actually, I, there were there were actually two trips. Um, the first one was a more hush hush. I couldn't talk about it. and I was dying to, but um, before the premiere, um, a couple of weeks before the premiere, actually it was almost exactly a year ago this year, almost exactly a year ago, it was right around this time, it was early in the fall, um, Prime Video flew me down to Los Angeles for a private screening of the first episode. Um, and it was just a small little thing in a small little theater in LA. And um, Rafe Judkins, the showrunner was there. Um, and uh, um, AK, his uh, the, the right-hand person, the second mm -hmm. showrunner, backup, uh, not backup, but you know, Second right-hand person, assistant, yeah. yeah, exactly, was there. Um, and uh, uh, Uta Breezewitz, who was the director of the mm -hmm. first two episodes, she was there. And so I got to meet them and and see the first episode and, and chat with, there was a small group of, I don't know, there's probably 20 people in the theater total, you know, other media outlets and just to kind of get a first sneak preview. And going down there, um, at the last minute, they... They said, uh, I asked if I could bring you know, a plus one, just if I could just bring somebody else from my team. And they said, no, no. And then I'm at the airport flying down and they called me and said, actually, if you know anyone who's local, like local in the LA area, you can invite them in. And I'm sorry, guys, I, you know, you were like oh, second oh. on the list, but, <laughs> but Kitty from my team yeah, no, we totally down didn't. there. And so yeah, I obviously. called Kitty up and I'm like, yeah. I'm going to see Wheel of Time tonight. She's like, are you kidding? <laughs> so, 
so Kitty and I got to go see the the first episode, and I think you know. So as far as I know, we were, we were the first fans outside of you know the production team to see this, and and probably the first showing of any kind to the public, um, you know, outside of Prime Video's production right? staff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As far as I know, and um, and so uh, right as Kitty and I walked in, um, we walked in, and Uta Brizwitz, who is again the director of the first two episodes points at us and says i know you your team drag him out and i'm like are you kidding me like like what and she's like we love that video that you made of oh, it was you know the, the the trailer reaction we made a video of various people maybe some of you guys were on i can't remember but there were we made a video of people submitted people submitted to us they recorded themselves watching the first initial trailer for the show uh they watched it for the first time and they recorded themselves as they were watching it and they sent us a video. We got tons of these things. And so we put in a, a video compilation of all these people, you know, gasping and ooing and aahing and crying and whatever, you know, their reactions as we saw it. And the um, uh, and so Uda was like, we like we love that. And one of the best things that before we even seen this thing, she's like, we just want want you to know that like everything that you and the rest of the fans do, and it wasn't just drag much, she's referring to talk about everyone, you know, which would include you guys. You know, everything that the fans do, we absolutely see it. We can't always, we, we can't reach out. We can't always engage. There's so many moving parts here or whatever, but we see you, we love it, you know, we value it. And all of you have like this, the fans in general have an outstanding positive reputation with the cast and crew. And everyone knows it and feels a sense of, you know, uh, pride and ownership and knowing that we have this fandom that they have this fandom that they're trying to um you know deliver for right we gotta so, fix that reputation real quick we gotta fix that guys <laughs> <laughs> we need to be like the black sheep bastard children we should be more yeah, like the star I mean, wars people it, it, I, it, it, uh, no, I can't even it, say it, that as a joke it, it, yeah it's no secret that you know there are certainly there's a certain subset of "Quote unquote fans, you know, so who, uh, oh, you know, can, you know, can handle that portion of of being disliked for us." So, uh, okay, we don't want to be like this. that kind of disliked, but the like <laughs> these guys are rambunctious, <laughs> but not assholes disliked. Well, I'll, well, I'll put it in, next time. Next time I see anyone, I'll put in a good word. So, so <laughs> thank you, thank you, at, thank you. At that screening, um, you know, uh, Keen and I are watching it, and we just want Uno. We just want Uno. Please <laughs> die. Just. Give us Uno, please. Well, uh, <laughs> he'll be in season two. You know, we'll, we'll see Indeed. how we'll That's see how far he got. makes it, or whatever. You know, or how much we're going to get of him. But yeah, so yeah. at the screening in LA, you know, I, um, Rafe and Uda um, and AK were sitting behind us by a couple of rows, and um, you know, and I could feel like their eyes in the back of my head, like, what are their reactions going to be? You know, and I think <laughs> that we were the only. I mean, they're not to take anything away from anyone else. There, there were some big fans there, but I think we sure. were the only dedicated Wheel of Time fan group there. That yes. you know, sure. I, there are other a lot of diehard fans who work for other outlets. You know, the you know um, Nerdist and things like that. You know, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. So I could feel like Uda and and Rafe's eyes in the back of my head. And at one point, uh, I got to remember what the exact moment was, but there was a moment in that first episode that was so cool. I turned around. Like look at her to give her like it like like are you kidding me like are you freaking kidding me <laughs> like this look and I it was when it, the the knife flew out and just got the person in the chest right yeah uh, <laughs> that, that was a great moment. Will yeah. what's wrong why aren't you dancing 
Oh, no. It's, it's, been a couple, <laughs> it's been a couple months since I last watched the episode. And, but every time I see it, I know the moment. It may have been like when the, it may have been when the, um, uh, yeah, that's right. It was when the wine spring in collapses and Lan mm. like jumps over oh. Moraine and, ah. uh, and covers her up and they do it all in slow motion. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing, yep. you know? And that so was, the, in my view, you know, that was the best shot there of it. Nice. But, but yeah, you know, we heard, um, you know, a, a couple other stories, you know, that, you know, nothing earth shattering, but, um, you know, afterwards there was a little cocktail thing, a little cocktail party. And, and so we got to hang out and, you know, hang out on a couch and, you know, see these people who were, had been so stressed and working so hard on the show and they kind of were able to unwind and it was real nice. Um, Uda was telling us that, you know, in that first episode, there's that shot of, of Rand and he's sitting up on the hill um, with the fog all around him. He's looking out, you know, across, he's sitting on a rock, like, like looking out across mm -hmm. the two rivers, real beautiful. And they said that they waited all day to get that shot. They said that there was fog <laughs> everywhere. There was no way they could get it. They were dead in the water. They were sitting there or whatever. And then like, instantly like the, the fog like started to clear and like quick grab it and they had like less than a minute like to, to go and get this and so they sent yosha awesome. the they sent them out like yosha go sit on the rock you know now yosha go, runs go, out there go. gets on he's like i have roll, to pee <laughs> they, they they roll camera and they get it they get the shot and the fog comes over and, and doesn't disappear for the rest of the day so they had one take of that shot and they nailed oh, it on the one awesome. little that's tiny window hilarious. so so that was a neat story to kind of hear and little things like that um but that was that was cool i wasn't able to talk about the time you know because prime video is hush hush on so many things i fully understand yes. it but that's not my job to understand why but you know they had me hush hush for a long time on that um but that right. was kind of torture to be down there and not be going live on all of our social media being like look <laughs> you know yep um, yeah no totally understandable yeah. Yeah, and then um, but for the the other, I'll tell you how that feels from the other side when we finally get invited. We'll put in a good word. Jason said cocktail party, and I know immediately why we didn't get invited. There you go. Because it was an open bar, and they didn't want to education already. There you go. Congratulations, We've we've got Bezos's like. But like his black credit card, like the top of the line, and we can't afford this. We cannot afford to have the boys from the Black Tower here. If we yeah. do this, we can't afford the Lord of the Rings show. It's just not. Oh, Rings of Power will be like the the little the little wooden bands of power if we oh. go. <laughs> They wouldn't be able to afford that slow motion shot of Galadriel running with a that's right, that's right. with a big smile. <laughs> oh my god, that was oh. so adorable! Yeah, it was, I love that, it. That, that's one way to call it. I love the Rings of Power, and I am genuinely I'm a fan. I watch it immediately when it comes out every for me mm -hmm. Thursday nights, you know, and um, uh, I love it. it. It's great, and um, you know, but there are some moments where I'm kind of like, I, I, I don't know if I would have kept that shot or heard galloping like it's the first time on a horse she's two thousand years old or ten thousand years old or whatever she is and you know first it's been time a long horse. time man it's been it's a long years yeah. it's just so like I'm riding a horse been up i mean the frozen... riding a bike what's a bike? i've been up in the frozen no. north where we can't bring horses because they don't die <laughs> just i just want to ride a horse man <sighs> okay speaking of which this is a little bit of a tangent just for a moment i know crazy from the black tower um Andrew, have you actually seen The Rings of Power yet? 
Nope. Are you going to be watching it anytime soon? Eventually. Uh, but luckily, I'm an anime nerd. Um, and I've read the internet blurb for Mystic Skies, so I'm okay with spoilers. <laughs> okay, copy that. So, Josh, last week, I want to say, before I actually had caught up on the Rings of Power, you were talking about some uh, moment in the show that drove you absolutely nuts. And I kind of want to hear what it is, because I just watched, like, so, the whole thing. And unless it's the, the, the horse thing. No. I did it's not, not have thing. any moment in the, the show where I, I just immediately went, Ugh. Let me Let me shatter the glass for you then. Because okay. this scene... Everybody it, listening it, or watching brings a power TV show Rings spoilers. Brings a power mild Sorry. spoilers. Uh, it and happens. it's also a few weeks old because Josh actually almost brought this up last week and I'm just behind enough that I didn't know, like I hadn't caught up. So this is actually at least a couple of weeks... Uh, gone but still right, spoilers right. for the rings of power tv show so so there's a scene where there's a dude standing on the corner elves are coming to take our jobs and i'm like uh-huh. okay cool it, it, yes i understand we have like one political speech in tvs and movies and that's the one that we play over and over again so okay like my head is already kind of like eh. And then the, I can't remember his name, but the dude with the glorious hair and beard and scepter. He's like, I'm going to, I'm going to quell the mob. And he gets up and delivers this, just this huge speech where he's like, don't you worry. I'll protect you from those elves. Here's what upset me about the scene. He's in the middle of a public square at the top of the steps. And then he just drinks for everyone. And all of a sudden, 20 people with drink trays full of drinks like come out of nowhere. Here, have some wine. Here, have some wine. And I'm like, all I can think is like in Numenor, like, so what do you do for a living? I'm a drink server. Oh, really? Do you guys do a lot of work? Oh, yeah. Like, what, what are you guys going to do? Well, we stand here with the drinks until someone <laughs> at the top of the stairs says drinks for everyone. Does that happen a lot? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it was just like, it was like, it was such a clunky scene. Like, now, if it had been in a tavern and this guy was in a tavern, A, better setting, first off, like, because that's what people do in taverns. They get drunk and they get obnoxious and they get up and start riling the mob up and everything like that. And this guy could be in there being like, hey, calm down, everybody. Everything's fine. Drinks all around. Hey, it's a tavern. That's what you do in taverns. But in the middle of a city square, like it was just, it was weird to me. It was Josh, weird. Gonna, I will Josh. actually say, Josh, uh, I disagree because I think that actually just shows you how good at his job this motherfucker is. Yeah, you're going to feel pretty silly when they oh. come out with it behind the scenes, deleted <laughs> scene where you see him walk in the bar and say, Hey guys, I'm gonna be buying drinks for everyone. <laughs> okay, I need you to guys load up another round. <laughs> load, up, load up some rounds here. For everyone, what, what do you mean when you mean everyone? I mean everyone in the, yeah. in the city. Everyone, just no, no, no. no, no, no what, what's interesting is that these everyone are the people on this island, everyone <laughs> on this one island. You know, these are the people in Numenor. But if that same scene had occurred in, like, you know, an, an elven city. And they all came out with you know bearing glasses of wine or something like that. I would buy it. I would buy that the elves would have that ready and like because that seems like an elven thing that they could deliver on. Like I wouldn't be that tripped up about it 
you know, or hell, if it was the Dwarven city, same thing. Like, they all got oh. the big, all these stouts. Are you kidding me? He'd be up there with a stout. He'd be like, right? ah, exactly. <laughs> It's the only reason that he would be, you know, uh, yeah. listened to. Is if he Does the him, elf yield? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Love it. So, now let me let me do this. Anyway, so yeah. We, we kind of talked around some things. A lot of fun. Loving it. Give me, and now, and I believe, Andrew, if I'm mistaken, please correct me, but I believe you've read or have started reading the first Mystic book. Um, I have finished Mystic. I okay. am, I'm doing it on Amazon Kindle. I'm 11%, according to Kindle, through the second one. Nice. That's the joke about I've read the internet blurb for Mystic Skies, and thus I am slightly <laughs> spoiled. Um <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know. I w- I wonder should I treat the nameless saint the same way I treat New Spring and just pretend <laughs> it doesn't exist? <laughs> Is it a, are all prologues and prequels just conspiracies in any series? Uh, so let let me. You mentioned this earlier when you were introducing the the book to begin the podcast. So the nameless saint is not a book. It's not. It, it's a it's a 1500 word chapter. It's like ah. a half size chapter. It's just, and you a can- A novella et, if you no, will. It's not even a <laughs> short story. I mean, it would probably be like, it would probably be about five, four or five pages in a printed book. Okay. And so it's a, it's a very short chapter. In fact, um, so anyone listening, you can get it for free if you go to my website, jasondunn.com. And if you sign up for the newsletter, then you can get a, um, uh, then it, will direct you to a place where you can go and uh, um, and, and get it as a PDF download. So it's just, it's nice. a, um, I wrote it initially to be the prologue to book one. My mm. editor came back and probably rightly so said, hey, this is great, but it doesn't really fit the book. And I thought about it and I'm like, what do you mean? But as I thought about it, you know, she was right at the time and that it, it was detached from book one, but it, for the series as a whole, it's a, it, it really does it's like a prologue to the series rather than a prologue to book one um it's kind of like you know um yeah is it know? a little like when uh one of the forsaken shows up at somewhere and lets somebody know that they've killed their entire family and they turn into <laughs> right. a volcano uh, maybe a little bit like that so i mean <laughs> you know the, the i think i agree the the nameless thing you know has a um it's from the point of view of a historical figure who mm. in the first couple of books in, in the series is, you know, it's, um, she's a historical figure. Her name is Bridget, St. Bridget. And so you hear about her in book one and two, all three books, you hear about her a lot. She's a legend, a legendary figure from history, kind of like, you know, like uh, if you're Randy, you, you've heard stories about Lou Theron and the dragon and all these people, Archer Hotswing. It, it's like having a, a prequel or a, um, a prologue that features Arthur Hawkwind. So it's just a brief chapter that gives, you know, and, and what she's doing is that she, this saint, you know, she is, she's looking for her son. She comes to this mountain and she's seeking this, you know, this nameless saint that lives in a cave in the mountain and to ask her, how can I find my son who was stolen from me by these mystical forces? And so, um, and then later, you know, she goes through that and you have this little adventure with her learning you know, what to do about her son. And then later in the book, if you actually get to the book and you don't need to read that, but in the first opening chapter or two of the uh, Mystic, there, you know, it's 900 years later or whatever. And the main character, Pamela, 
lives in this small, sleepy little town, not unlike a place like Emmonsfield. And they're having a, a spring rice festival. And then at this festival, they are celebrating the life of St. Bridget. So they're mm. celebrating her legend. There's characters that are dressed up in St. Bridget cosplay. You know, they're, they're dressed it. up. They're dressed up in, you know, in costumes that feature. And if you have read the, it doesn't, you don't need to have read it, but if you read the prologue, but you it know, adds something, yeah. it adds a little something and, and, you know, read the prologue and you see St. Bridget, she's got a bow and that bow is named Dauntless. It's this magical artifact. And she's accompanied by, you know, um, a, a small handful of uh, um, these lizard-like creatures that I call laghearts or, you know, they're bipedal, you know, they're, they're people, but they're, lizard people and um and so she's a company by just like our right. government okay cool right, exactly, right? <laughs> modeled after yes the US political party so um but then in the in the play you know 900 years later you know dauntless is considered a sword and you know they've got the number of the lag arts wrong and they've got some other mm. details wrong so little things like that over as the oh, story as like the story, toph being male Right, yeah, there you go. over like time, that. yeah, you that's know, awesome. Over... I like that <laughs> exactly, yes, and, and being big and buff and all that kind yeah. of stuff, yeah. Um, so, uh, and you know, as the series progresses, St. Bridget and her story become more and more relevant to the later mm. books, and in the third book, it's especially important. I won't sure. give anything away, but but so it becomes a thing where that prologue and if you finish the whole series and go back and look at that prologue you're gonna go oh my god you know i get it i see it and so and i'm real excited for that to finally i see you jason that, denzel right you know so that <laughs> that's something that um, i'm excited for people to experience when this third book mystic skies comes out so yeah nice. so ma- the, the name will say you yes you can't ignore it it's a short read it doesn't ruin anything <laughs> oh, of course. No, i'm not but going the same, yeah but and you can read it's, it really it's more of point. a new spring joke but <laughs> yeah. i see i, mean, I, I heard, will say like having heard a lot of people saying <laughs> the new spring is a book and it predates the events of the eye of the world but i tell you what somebody came up to me the other day tears in his eyes crying in my face he said new spring doesn't exist i said brother you are correct. New Spring is is just a hoax. <laughs> okay, I think Andrew. I might use those words, but back never to something time. of substance. <laughs> um, well, I, th- I think I agree with your with your editor because having finished the first book and read it, and mm-hmm. and it's a good book. I really like it. Um, so well done, Jason. Well done. I say as if I am some fantasy aficionado. <laughs> um, I until today, honestly, I didn't know about the name of the saint. I didn't know about that prologue. And whenever I was looking up some stuff and like making sure that like I've got the names in the right order, you know, doing the stuff that we should do to like, give the impression of being somewhat professional uh, in this <laughs> podcasting thing. That I saw like another list, and I was like, oh, I was like, okay, maybe Jason's like already announced that he's working on another series, and this is the name or something. And I clicked on it, and I was like. <sighs> It's the story of Brigitte. I have to read it. <laughs> and then it was like, I saw, I was like, oh, you can download it for free. And I'm like, oh. okay, after I finish Mystic Dragon, <laughs> um, then definitely it will be read. Um, but no, I've, I've thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, it seems like some parts of the story of Brigitte already, already resonates with the first book, you know, this journey up a mountain uh, for one reason or another that, uh, I don't. Wanna, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it? So, no. 
So I kind of figured. I mean, it seemed to fit with the tradition. But yeah. so, Jason, like for for everyone uh, not initiated, for those who you are introduced, you know, because the big wheel of time question is sum up the wheel of time in a sentence and everybody goes <laughs> <laughs> good luck <laughs> so so give yep. me give me the five minute pitch sell me on on the mystic series the, the as those minutes. who are initiated give us the elevator pitch for the oh, mystic God. series <laughs> all right well you said five minutes so i'm going to take all five minutes here but, done so you know you're not the, on elevators the last five minutes period <laughs> it's a long saying. elevator <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a there's a short elevator pitch or whatever, but you know, I I think every author hates giving those, and yeah. I, and I get the value of it. You know, really, what what the mystic what what mystic was for me is I want I love stories that span a lot of time. I love the big epic things. I once wrote a short story that was that spanned billions of years or something you know, about this immortal <laughs> creature, and I I love these things that take time. And so I knew going into mystic that I wanted to write something that felt like a generational saga, like something that took place. I didn't want just a story about a 16-year-old girl. What I wanted to write, set out to write is I wanted to write a story about a person's life. And in the first book, she's 16. The second one, she's in her 20s and so on and so forth. And so really this, the, the initial kernel of the story was I wanted to take someone who was deeply entwined in this um, spiritual, um, maybe druid-like nature magic that was very inward focused, has a lot of um, ties to Eastern mysticism, real life Eastern mysticism. I wanted to, you know, these ideas, you know, uh, you know non-duality and, you know, and seeking enlightenment and things like that. And which is a big thing that I studied for a long time and have a strong interest in even to today. And I wanted to take a lot of these ideas and explore that, but with a fantasy setting with magic. So mm -hmm. the first book, Mystic, is about this young woman, Pamela, who she's a commoner. And in this world, um, there's a, a magical energy uh, similar to like the force. You know, it's not defined. This is not a hard Robert Jordan, Brandon Sanderson magic system. Um, it's a softer magic system, as sometimes the term is used. You know, it's something that you know, it's driven by um, emotion, it's driven by willpower and experience and life experience. And so this young person, Pamela, um, she is forbidden from using this magical force, which is called the mist. And only the nobility is allowed to use the mist in this world. It's a, it's a thing that they reserve for themselves and only train you know, their own children and such. And so more than anything else, Pamela wants to learn as a mist, but she's a commoner, and so she's not able to do that. Mm -hmm. But in the first book, she unexpectedly, she receives an invitation to go and train with the high mystic, with you know the most powerful mystic in the land on this island of moss that she lives in. That's kind of modeled after like a fantasy version of Ireland. Mm -hmm. And so the high mystic has invited her. And so she defies law and tradition to go and try and become an apprentice to this high mystic and the book covers you know the book's about her um trying to it's a, a little twist of like hunger games you know she's in there with other potential candidates and only one of them is going to be become the candidate become the apprentice and so she's competing with them about that and 
you're raising your hand. I see hand. Oh no, you're doing the. <laughs> the, the I saw Sorry, you. You said Hunger you, Games. You said yes. Hunger Games. I see you raising your three fingers, and I'm like, do you have a question? No, no. <laughs> no you're, I, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Doing the Boy yeah, Scout you pledge. Can, you can you you, you can you can hear the the Ruse music playing a little thing, the yes. little the little bird call going. So you know, so the first book covers you know essentially you know her journey as trying to become an apprentice and you know it i won't say what happens because you know it, i think it's unexpected but you know the, and then but later books yeah i wanted to do like you know a take a model of like apprentice journeyman and like a master and so that's really kind of how the three books are are phrased it, it's not as direct as you might think but it's more um you know it, it's apprentice years and apprentice level magic you know in the first book uh to use like a dnd term that i've used before too you know she's using like cantrips and level one spells and level two spells and whatnot and you know and then the second one you know um andrew as you're probably already seeing at your 11 percent in the mystic dragon which is the second book you know that things are getting a little more intense that the, the world's a little bit darker a little, um you know it's uh things are yeah. um i just got reintroduced to sim and i was yeah. like huh how? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Sim is one of the secondary characters is from Villa, Pamela's village at the beginning, and you know he starts off kind of like a little lost puppy following Pamela. He wants to you know do right by her. They're best friends, and you know there's a little bit of a love interest there. But things evolve in a trajectory that you know I like to think is unexpected. Like Robert Jordan once did with taking the Lord of the Rings and starting off in very familiar territory, you know, um, you know, starting with, you know, Sleepy Village and Dark Riders and, you know, you know, bumpkin, you know, kids from the village and everything, you know, going off into a big, scary world. You know, he took those tropes and then went on a completely different direction with it by the time you hit the second book. And that's mm -hmm. a little bit, that's what I wanted to do too. You know, the, uh, Mystic was my first novel, my fir first time book. So I intentionally, kept it familiar and a little bit safe, you know, in, in some ways, um, just initially so that it would be familiar to people so that it would be yeah. something that it's a very quick page turner and it's something you can just dive right into. But then as, um, you know, as Pamela's life expanded, as my own experiences in life, you know, became, you know, went into upheaval at that time in my life, you know, like the, you know, I had a lot going on. And so, you know, my world was on fire. Pamela's world becomes on fire. And so, you know, it's like, you know, everything is changing and um, the girl on fire. There you go, man. I just can't shake the hunger games thing. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know what you're doing, man. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't think of that one. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and I'm introducing new characters and everything. Um, and then the third one, of course, you know, is that, you know, that's when not spoiling, but it's, you know, the, the high level magic. And this is where we're busting out, you know, the, the level nine wizard spells and, you mm -hmm. know, the, bring out the big stuff. And that was a lot of fun to mess, you know, to play with and to finally do some really incredible things. And we've got, you know, dream walks and all sorts of things going on. Um, so really, you know, th this is a generational saga. This is a story that spans the entire life of a person who is defying her society's laws and traditions and culture. She is, um, by making change herself, she is helping to change her society, hopefully for positive, you know, for the better. Um, she certainly messes things up and, you know, has to deal with those consequences and in true Zen-like form has to, you know, accept it and has to, and that's part of the big journey, especially in the third book, this new one, Mystic Skies, is her, you know, looking back and trying to, um, understand, accept, and be good with the things that, you know, the mistakes that she's made, um, you know, and to 
trouble she has caused um, by doing all this. So, um, you know, and there's lots of really cool magic, lots of cool action scenes, um, you know, some romance stuff. And, uh, you know, it's all in all, you know, I, it's, it was a long journey for me to write these books, you know, especially, like I said, talking about earlier, you know, with a full-time job and a million other things going on. So it took yeah, me we a don't know what her. that's like at all. Right, exactly. We, we but, do this for a living. Thanks, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I know. But, you know, it, it's done. I've never been more excited about it. And I think this is a great time that if you haven't read them, this is, if you're listening to this in the month of September or October of 2022, you can get the first two books for $2.99 each on ebook, um, you know, and so they're, they're easy to get right now. Um, they're on audio as well. Mary Robin at Kowal, who is amazing, of course, um, you know, uh, amazing Hugo Award winning science fiction and fantasy out there. She reads the audiobooks, um, which is wow. That's pretty. Uh, so, still so just so I did that. Just to give you guys an idea of how easy it is. Sorry, I, she I just not, did it. I was not prepared to say this at, at, at that exact moment. Um, I literally just downloaded it. <laughs> Nice. literally just did so i am putting literally because i'm in the middle of the master and commander book series i'm gonna put that on hold i'm gonna set it aside and it's not because it's painfully dull in some places <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't know anything about a series that has some dull spots i will be but um so jason in, yeah next in time i talk books. to you I will have book one done. That is a commitment I make to you. Uh, it's going to yeah, be hilarious is whenever he I'm like chicken. hits you up tomorrow and is like, so how are the three books? How are they? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like, no, I'm going to hit him up tomorrow morning and be like, I couldn't stop. <laughs> yeah, I, the, first, <laughs> the, the first book, you know, it's uh, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, Wheel of Time fans will come and, and they'll, they'll check it out. And that's wonderful. You know, um, it's not the series is is a little bit different of a feel than a Robert Jordan book. It's not a big, giant, meaty tome. If you look at the whole series combined, it's about the size of a Wheel of Time book. You know, each you know each one's about the third of the size of Wheel of Time book. But and I think collectively put together, they um, they make for a really awesome epic fantasy. But you know, the first one is mm -hmm. intentionally so is it's meant to kind of as very YA like, you know, it's got a teen protagonist. And, you know, she's 16 years old. So she's dealing with things that, you know, a 16 year old young person is going to be, you know, dealing with and concerned with and, you know, um, you know, clashes with, you know, her, her father and, you know, and there's you know, some young romance you know, stuff and everything. First encounters with alcohol, you know, things, sure. things like that. And, but then later, you know, the, that was a great scene. Yeah. In later books, you know, she's older and, you know, and that, um, you know, it's reflected. And so I think this is an, I mean, most trilogies um, or a series, you know, they are, when they're done right, they are the, um, they're greater than the sum of their parts. And I think that that's something that I set out for on day one. Like I, I knew that this series would be, you know, the, the, each individual book was strong and I'm very proud of all three of them. I think they succeed. I think that the three of them combined make something, you know, even more incredible that I'm really really excited for people to finally be seeing here you know excellent one of the things one of the things i'm getting just from your description right there is my brain went to harry potter and i'll say this i would let any kid read harry potter and the philosopher's stone like 
it's very young adult. It's very YA esque. It's very simple. It's very you know, small. very middle grade. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's also very uh, engaging, and and I I think that's I think those are good quality, and, and so. And I know we got a lot of talk of, you know, YA series with, uh, with like the Wheel of Time, because in the books of how young our main characters are, um, and a lot of people, and, and Rafe himself, when he said he was adapting for the TV show, he did things purposely and aged the characters up so that the TV show did not feel like a YA yeah. type situation. Mm-hmm. Um, now, having said that, I love the Harry Potter books. One of the reasons I love them is because you go from Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone to Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Your British is showing. And when you're... (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, And when you get to Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, that's not a YA book. It's not. Even when you get to book five. And that's what I was going to say. The yeah, first two or three books before that, you're kind of like, wow, this is this is kind of dark for a kid's tale. Yeah, that's true. So, and um, they really go from like the middle grade early books. And then you're right about book four, they become YA, you know, like a true like YA. And, and you're right. The, the last one is, um, you know, it's it dark and that I think that's it's being authentic to the characters and their ages. It would right. be silly. To, it, well, it wouldn't be silly. I mean, other people have done it, but with it, but to match the the intensity of the story and the themes that are being told you know it had to age and so and that's right. again well, what i was going for and that, one of and the that. things one of the things that i also really appreciate is the journey with the author i know that she is a little controversial right now so we won't talk about jk uh, yeah. but aragon with christopher paulini is also a really good example of a book series that you read the first one and you feel that this writer has a lot of talent and you feel that there's a lot that can be there, but the book itself feels somewhat juvenile because they just don't have the experience of writing a ton of books. Um, And then you get into the second book and the third book and the fourth book and by Inheritance, which is the last one in the series, again, as you said, like you're reading, you know, mystic, the, the third in the mystic series the seventh in the harry potter book series you know all of these different things where uh you've gone with the characters through their journey and you've gone with the author through their journey and they're writing very differently than they did uh right from the start both because the characters that they're writing for have changed but also because they have changed in the process as well and i really love series that do that where um, it, it doesn't feel like the same book by the end because the the experience of the, of the people living in the world, yes, but also the person making the world are so so vastly different um, than what they were when they started. Yeah, I can definitely attest to that. You know, the when I set out to write this series, I started writing Mystic in two thousand and thirteen. I finished it in 2014, called it 2015. So really, but I, I started writing it, coming up with the idea and writing it, um, you know, in 2013. And at that point in my life, you know, um, you know, I was I was in a good place. I, um, you know, I, I young family and everything was 
was fine and dandy and it was a very secure place and you can read in that book you know that there's an innocence to it especially you know Pamela she's 16 and yeah she's kind of shaking things up by you know leaving home to try and become an apprentice but there's still a overall security to it much like you know Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone or Sorcerer's Stone you know there's there's a little bit of innocence there and there's still some sheltering when I was writing Mystic Skies by that point uh, or excuse me Mystic Dragon the second book um you know I was going through a divorce. I had lost the job that I had had for the previous 10, 15 years. You know, so my dad died unexpectedly. So my life was on fire. And, you know, and this, I knew this was going to be a dark book. And there were times where, you know, just there's so much emotion that go into all of those things. And, you know, I, I poured it into my keyboard, <laughs> you know, and, and into those pages and yeah you know, when I went back to edit it I had to kind of tone it down because I mean I went like really dark in some places sure. you know <laughs> uh, it was a little too far but you know but I think that that book is it sucks that I went through all those things you know uh, for sure I don't recommend it for anyone <laughs> um, but uh, but that those life experiences directly informed that book I think that book is far more stronger from it and then for this third book for Mystic Skies you know, there's a sense of coming to peace with, you know, trying to reconcile the mistakes and come to peace with, you know, the, the things that, you know, Pamela had, um, had done and trying to make sense of her life and everything that led up to that point. And that, that's kind of where I was at, too. At this point, it was years later, you know, a lot more settled in, you know, all things in my life. I was in a new, healthy relationship. Things were settled with, you know, everything else and um, I was in a new job and everything else right so like that informs that third book of trying to find that peace amidst the ashes of of chaos that had come from before and so in that sense absolutely this book you know I still have trouble going back and reading um, you know both the first two books I mean I do have to but uh, when I go back and read it I think wow like that was that was like 2013 Jason and oh my god that was <laughs> it was meltdown Jason you know and so yeah. it's been a real journey to to get through that and I you know I, I I'm proud of that accomplishment of get, surviving it I feel like that these books are a testament to surviving that the last seven years of my life I, I absolutely love it uh thank you for sharing that with us Andrew I'm going to ask you this right now as someone who has Daniel have you read the first book in as well or no okay Andrew as, as someone who has begun this journey, um, and, and, and I'm asking you this for two reasons. One, because you've read the book. And two, because I know, um, you know, we've built the show on the platform of integrity. And we want to give, like, honest, like, fully uh, honest reviews and honest recommendations. Um, what, what, like, Hit me. Hit me. What, what's good? Um, no, I, I, did, I did thoroughly enjoy the book. I mean, I, I'm actually f relatively furious with how busy I have been at work because my goal was <laughs> to have Mystic and Mystic Dragon finished before we recorded this tonight. And I've been Life! stuck at 11% with Mystic Dragon since Sunday um, <laughs> because work has just been nuts. Um, but no, I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, there were several nights I would lay down in bed and I would like do my usual throw on something on the TV and I would 
look up and I'd be like, you know, 12 episodes further in some anime or something because I've been sitting there reading Mystic. Um, oh! I really enjoyed the book. That's the that's a strong endorsement. Sorry, not trying yeah. to cut you off. You should put that on a cover. <laughs> you should. <laughs> yeah, I missed Twelve yeah. episodes of anime. Put it, on, put it on the cover, Andrew. Because well, one of the th- <laughs> one of the things I I immediately loved about it was uh, one of the same things that that brought that made me. <laughs> this might sound weird. I don't know. Hopefully, it's a compliment. Uh, one of the same things that brought me into reading Harry Potter, and that's where we start off with kind of the with the central character. Because there's so many books that starts off just like the Wheel of Time starts off, where they're in a very happy place. They're very content with where they are. Life is grand. And then something from the outside comes in and ruins everything, and they have to go out to take care of it. But that's not the case with Harry Potter, and it's not necessarily the case with Mystic. Things aren't terrible for Mello where she is, but they're also not that great either. Because, at least in the way I read it, because... um. Yeah, I had some flashbacks to the person my dad used to be um, reading Pamela and her dad. Uh, so anybody that's heard my rant on that before, uh, slight spoilers for you, maybe. <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah. like you were talking earlier, uh, there is a there's a caste system in Mystic. You have your noble class, you have your commoners, and then you have... Uh, a third class called the unclaimed, which is not unlike the the untouchable caste uh, class in uh, in India. So, you know, you're not at the top, you're not at the bottom, you're you're living a relatively stable life, but you have all these desires to go and, and learn this other stuff. Um, because, well, I'm having to choose my words because I don't want to spoil anything for these guys. <laughs> Because um, it, is, it is, it is great. But I, I like it when I, I really like getting into a series where the where the main character or one of the main characters, um, in reference to Will of Time, one of the main characters uh, doesn't start from a place where life is perfect and fantastic and they're perfectly content to stay there forever. Um, the journey through it is really good. There's there is one thing that happened uh, that you find out fully in the end, right? Yeah, yeah. Pat and Fane shows up on Moth. Okay, cool. yeah, yeah. <laughs> follows, follows around. Excellent. Um, yes, excellent. There was one thing I was like, oh, okay, I see this coming because of how this particular character is acting. And then, Jason, you got me to a point where I was like, okay, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> and I wasn't. <laughs> and I was like, because I finally hit a point where I was like, Okay, because um, I'm looking at how close I am to the end, and I'm like, yeah, there's still time, but they got to deal with this and this and this. I'm like, uh, you know, it's probably not. And then almost literally at the time, I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, no, it's not what I thought it was. It is what I thought it was. Well, not, not exactly what I thought it was, but it was close you enough. You should have listened to your instinct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But that's on you. The, that that's wasn't like, no, I'm just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But it was cool because for me, like, I always, uh, well, I say I always, as if I didn't just finish reading Mystic last week. Um, <laughs> there was, there were multiple surprising things is how I'm going to say it because I don't want to give a number to these guys. Um, but Jason, I'm, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> towards the end. Yeah, I have a suspicion, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Nice. Um, but no, I really enjoyed it. Uh, to the point where definitely starting Mystic Dragon, starting the second book, 
and seeing where we left off with Pamela and Mystic and where we start off with Pamela and uh, and Mystic Dragon. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> give, give me the details. Tell me what right. happened over the past, uh, I think <laughs> what it's happened? About, about, Phil, about girl, seven years. Give me the deets. What have we been up yeah. to since last book? What's the tea? Because yeah. I think if, if I remember correctly with my post-work brain, um, it's about seven years. Uh, Mystic Dragon starts about seven years after Mystic ends, right? That sound about right. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything here too much, but you know, um, there is there are time j- jumps, and I know that mm-hmm. I one of the things I love to do is I ask people like when they finish the first book, like what do you expect going to happen in the second, or when they finish the second, what do you think is going to happen in the third, and um, and no one ever comes even close, <laughs> you know, to, to what they expect. And I, I like that because I didn't want it to be a typical thing. And one of the things, you know, um, you know, people want to know about like what happened in those intervening years in between the books. And, um, you know, I reveal some of it. I hold, you know, mm-hmm. thing, other things back and that's all very intentional. Um, and it's because, you know, I, want to write about the most interesting things in their lives, the most important things in their lives. And that isn't always what happens in between. Although, especially going from book two and three, people want to know specifically what happened to, you know, certain things and how they played out and read and find out, you know? <laughs> yeah, so. right oh, did Jason just raffle us? Oh, oh my God. It was definitely something I enjoyed reading the whole way through. Got done. I was like, all right, I can't wait to start the next one. Um, going into Mystic Dragon, and I'm, I and almost immediately I'm like, I don't need sleep. I need answers. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, okay, I'm, I'm not just saying this because you're here. I'm not just you know, I'm not blowing smoke. That up is your a butt. strong endorsement. Um, but no, I'm I'm really enjoying it. You know, um, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to nice. think if I had any critiques or anything that I, I was kind of like, eh. I think the closest I had was thinking that I knew it was going to happen to a character and turning out to be or with a character or with a situation um, yeah. and turning out to be largely right. But whenever you're a fan of fantasy and you're a fan of anime and you see so many styles of things happen across so many mediums and they always generally work out well for the series, as long as the rest of the series is good. Um, there's a little bit of an element of it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But this is like, this is more of a like if it ain't broke, modify it, make it cool, and then don't fix it. So yeah. I, 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 I like the way you did it. I, I love throwing you know twists, and I, I'm I'm big on like you know seeding stuff early that has payoff later. And there's things that are seeded in the first book that pay off in the third, and things like that. You know, um, each of the books has at least one major twist in it, and you know, so I I'd love to see if you can put you, you i'm guessing we'll give you a credit for for guessing book one let's see if you can get two and three because I, I think they get progressively tougher as they go these nice. twists and so um oh. let me know and yeah andrew I, I would love to hear from you you know after uh after you finish the second book or the series just you know let me know i want i would love to hear what you think about it but yeah thank awesome. you for that yeah. i appreciate it Awesome. 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 Well, thank you so much for coming down, Jason. Uh, We are both honored and humbled in a lot of ways to, to have been on your list for, for going ahead and talking about this series. Um, 
you know, out on, you know, whatever you're, you're calling or actually doing some kind of, you know, press tour or anything like that. Um, we're, we're honored to have been any kind of stop, whatever that may look like. Uh, and always <laughs> a pleasure just talking to you in general uh, about your life, your writing, uh, the wheel of time, dragon mount, random tangents that we go on all of it. Um, but, but yeah, so everybody listening, Thank you very much, Jason. Thank you very much for being here and listening. Uh, definitely go out and pick up Mystic. Uh, it <clears throat> That is a huge endorsement from our Baijan Mihail here that he couldn't put it down uh, effectively. So definitely go out and check it out. Um, I, I highly recommend going and doing that. I will be doing it myself. So you will be in good company. Um, and yeah, let's get this, this show on the road here. Let's, let's get Jason a few more sales, uh, and, and a few more fans so that we can actually both talk happily and get annoyed at all of the things we don't like. Cause that's how you read books. <laughs> that's what a good book so, reader does. <laughs> one, one thing before, before we wrap this up, before yeah. we do this, Jason, do you have a a passage mm. that you'd like to impart upon the listeners? A, uh, something to read from the book? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I can find some way to prep me on this, guys. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> remember the part earlier where I said the illusion of being professional? <laughs> <laughs> which which uh which book do you want something from? Well, well Mystic I, it, would probably be the best one, just so that we don't get spoiled on anything later. But honestly, again, as long Daniel as being you all wise, no, are I'm like, proud, give me the new, give me the new. You want okay. the new? Cool. This is promo. So, yeah, this is promo. You That's fair. Oh. You you make a good point, buddy. Okay, if you want Mystic, something from Mystic Skies. All right, I can do yes. this. Okay, and what is, take out your earbuds. That's okay. What is your the golden crane flies for Tarman Guide? <laughs> where is where is that? That might spoil a bit much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't no 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 golden crane. Uh, let's do epilogue. let's do pot on fane arrives to town, okay? Let's not do golden crane. <laughs> Book three epilogue. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> um no, I need a mo- I'm I'm here. I'm I know it's seen. I just gotta find it here. It's you know wonderful, yeah. Yeah, take a moment. Um, <laughs> and thank you for doing that. That's yeah, very off the cuff. Yeah, and I, I thought I'd ask, and you you are totally well within your rights to say no, obviously, but <laughs> I mean, first time ever on the Black Tower, Mystic Skies from the amazing fantasy author, Jason Denzel. You heard it here first. I'm um, I'm 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 happy right now. <laughs> Uh, also while he's looking this up and jason cut me off when you got it also while he's looking this up everybody if you want jason to join us at the gathering madness comment below <laughs> leave a like i'm i'm selflessly self-promoting uh but leave a comment below and say jason come to the gathering madness leave I, a comment I, in our discord and invite jason i, I can commit to a, to checking my calendar and seeing the feasibility of it i, I will do Wonderful. that i I, I will tell you i'm sure it. you've been here a couple of times I can guarantee that either that weekend or the week after or the week before, there are plenty of uh, bookstores in Los Angeles that would be happy to go ahead and have you come do book signings. So we should. Oh, we and should, uh, we should Jason, I know tour. you you didn't know this uh, when you wrote it. I'm trying to make sure I see it again to make sure I'm not talking out of my ass. <laughs> um, it's it's about your acknowledgments. Mm. Hold on. Hold on. I might be blind. Stop. 
if Amazon could, if Kindle could cooperate with me, that would be great. Also, I just want to throw out there, I really appreciate our uh, Black Tower podcast cameo in uh, Mystic Skies, where you have <laughs> three guys who are just complete drunk that, that assholes was really nice to Pamela. Thank you. That, that was, was very that kind was in of book you. One. That was <laughs> there, 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 three. No, actually, you know what? Tell you what, there's Andrew, you probably read the, uh, the opening chapter of Mystic Dragon. There, there's a couple bandits there. You guys can be those bandits. So there you go. Yes, I'll take it. I'll take it immediately. No, no it. cap. No cap. <laughs> love it. Uh, All right. Yeah. So All Andrew, right, you go. were finding you were finding something. Um, I'm. I'm. Oh, there it is. That. I did. So it's in your acknowledgement, the third paragraph. Um, I know it's not me, um, but I will tell all of my friends it is me, even though it's definitely not, because my name is in your acknowledgments, first and last. What? What? The very first name in the third paragraph, you know, after you acknowledge, um, you know, your children, who one of which also (laughs) has an amazing first name. Oh, one of which is named Andrew, yeah. Yeah. Um, There is another Andrew (laughs) after that, and it is an Andrew Wilson. Oh, the, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he's um, in my writing group, and so there you go. <laughs> so Andrew Wilson, you have a fantastic name. Yeah, yeah, he's nice. a good writer. So love it, awesome. love it. Okay, okay all, all right. right. So, so first foremost, you know, so I'm going to be reading here from uh, chapter six. This obviously has spoilers, so if you don't want the spoilers, go ahead and you know skip ahead. Um, if you want a more thorough preview, there uh, the chapter one is online free uh, for free mm-hmm. for um, on tour.com. But if you just go to my website, jasondenzel.com, navigate over to Mystic Skies, you can't miss it. Um, there's a, there's a link there where you can read chapter uh, chapter one. So this is a little bit Fantastic. of preview. I have I haven't um, uh, tested this. You guys are the first to hear this. I'll read it out loud. I don't know where a good stopping place is. I'll just kind of cut myself off at some point here and Okey-doke. won't take too much time. All right, so this is chapter six, The Halls of Indultruna. And um, the only reference that you need is that the characters in this are from the, the race of Laghart. These are lizard-like people, as you will see. So if you're confused about them, you know, soaking up the sun, that's what we're talking about here, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, the sun lifted above the horizon, ba- bathing his wrist, the Zurnta of Indultruna, supreme steward of Lavanoth, and the grand keeper of all that she has touched in life-giving light. His scales soaked in the warmth, raising his body temperature. Beside him, he felt the abundance of decorative ferns and vines swell with heat as well. He kept his eyes closed as he sunned himself upon the wide balcony overlooking the Scala River and surrounding forest, but extended his tongue to taste the morning. The high humidity, laced with spice, surged through his body as his tongue retracted, bringing the forest to him. Today's sunrise would reveal a good day. Last summer's eggs had begun to hatch and would soon and should continue to do so in earnest. At the same time, the youngest generation would molt and awaken to their sentience soon, bringing a close to the restful season of union, laying, and hatching. A rising joy filled him. Year by year, his people hatched new generations of Laghearts that were not born into indentured captivity. Never again would Kanta be seen dragging stone under the threat of a human whip, but never would they forget. He raised the mist all around him, 
letting it fill his senses as much as the sun. Always greet the sun and mist together. He remembered Aziz, his long dead Zurnta, saying, for they both shine eternal and fill us with life. Hisrith lingered a moment, then opened his eyes and stood with the help of the Ismara, his mystic staff. The heat outlines of the sun and plants and other life filled his vision more quickly than the emergence of the visual light, but his slitted pupils adjusted quickly. He reached out his hand and opened his talons, palm upward. Emo, he muttered, swirling the mist. The air quivered with energy, and moments later, his familiar soared up the length of the massive Indultruna superstructure. Hemo Savana burst into the air above him, flying upward, face first, with his great wings pulled tight to his body and long, multi-hued tail streaming behind. The fay bird lifted into a graceful back loop, spread his wings, and swooped into a landing in, onto the balcony. Hisrith held out his hand for the fay to nuzzle. His shimmering plumage was as soft as silk. How strange, Hisrith thought, that once, before the merging of the worlds, it had taken great concentration to feel a fey creature through physical contact for so long. Certain fey previously had the ability to slip between worlds, but now, with Feyun and the so-called human realm merged, Hemo was present as himself. We ride tonight, he promised the bird, and turned away. Two round-peopled servants approached him from the distant edge of the balcony. They draped his naked body in purple and white robes, the same colors as their scales, as he entered the fortress. By the, time, by the time he'd crossed the massive open archway that led from the balcony to his vaulted personal chambers, he was dressed and the servants retreated. Kumava waited for him inside, already dressed and holding her own staff. The pale blue of her robes matched the shade of her scales almost perfectly. Small, darker blue and black scales accented the outer edges of her eyes down the spiked, and down the spiked crown of her head. The coloring pattern was unusual, especially for a slit pupiled like her. Her tongue tasted the air as she bowed. You taste aroused this morning, master, she said. Hisrith could hear and taste her amusement. It's a little late in the season for water bonding, however. We will stop there. So. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Okay. Sorry. Okay. There, was a, nice. there was a bigger spoiler in there than I intended. I forgot I mentioned that. So just ignore I, what you heard, Andrew. I, <laughs> that, no, at least that I had already inadvertently yeah. seen. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm loving everything I'm hearing right now. I'm yeah. super excited. I'm, I'm gonna listen. Do you also taste aroused? <laughs> I very much taste aroused right now. It was about the first time that we've had a. Um, uh, I was excited to write a point of view from a Leichhardt <laughs> um, character, and that's the first time. I hadn't done that in the first two books, so that was cool. There's definitely plenty of those characters in it, but first time with the point of view character, so that was fun to write. Mark me down as scared and horny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's so, awesome. Hey, very, yeah, very nice. And, and, and real quick, you know, thank you guys for for having me. It's always a pleasure. Well, I would definitely love to do this again if you'll have me. And um, you know, for anyone, oh, we will listening. definitely be doing it again. <laughs> All right, well, thank you. I appreciate it. And, you know, for anyone listening, you know, you know, thank you humbly for, you know, considering, you know, my books and for following Dragon Mount and everything, um, you know, for any information on these books, just my website has all the details. There's even a, um, there's not a lot of episodes, so I haven't promoted a whole lot, but I've got a couple 
um, behind the scenes podcast episodes that I'm doing just to kind of go chapter by chapter through my own books, kind of giving behind the scenes stuff. I've only got a couple up right now, so I'm not spreading it too much, but that's all my website, jasondenzel.com. And as I said, if you're listening to this in September or October, um, the first two books are each just $2.99 on ebook. So, you know, they're, they're, you know, uh, you know, a coffee gets you both of them, right? And a large coffee gets you both. <laughs> so, I, I will thank you say very this much. too. Uh, I got the audio book tonight for $15. Guys, okay, yeah. it, it's fantastic. Like, this is, this is a great deal. Sorry, didn't mean to cut. Awesome. But if you were one of the fortunate few uh, that uh, have already finished Mystic and Mystic Dragon, again, set your sights. October 11th, Mystic Skies is available, I'm assuming, everywhere that Mystic and Mystic Dragon already are. Print, audio, and ebook. Yep. Excellent. Definitely go and check it out. Um, there will be a link to Jason and Zell's site, and we will probably go ahead and hyperlink it to Mystic Skies, or at least also um put a link to mystic skies there as well so that if you've already finished and you're ahead of the curve ahead of me and ahead of some of the other curve um you're you ahead of go straight Andrews into mystic skies curves. yeah thank you very much for for all the you know for for having me on and for letting Absolutely. me speak to your amazing audience here and yeah i'm gonna check out you know the the la thing coming up and you know like october it's, it's a, it, 16th right 14 15, 15, 15 well, it'll be it'll be 15, 15 and 16, 16 will be actual events we will be there on the 14th we'll check in so if you want to come down on the 14th <laughs> i'll yeah, be there right. the uh, we'll be we'll be having a little bit of a party on the the 14th that's you know just small get together in terms of you know us friends just sitting around drinking and enjoying our, each other's company and then sort of actual events are happening 12 30 to midnight on both the 15th and 16th so we're starting a little later in the day because screw getting up early uh and then we'll go <laughs> and, yeah. and actually you know have a good time and, and do some things and and then we'll be we'll be done uh on sunday night and we'll all go home monday morning all right <clears throat> so yeah but once you're all done uh, going and making sure that you are following Dragon Mount and subscribe to the Dragon Mount and subscribe to the newsletter for Jason Denzel's website and that you've uh, already ordered Mystic and Mystic Dragon. And if you already have, order them again. Um, <laughs> My then, order uh, of the Mahales of yeah. the Black Tower. Uh, and then get uh, Mystic Skies. Um, I feel confident saying you will not be disappointed because I surely was not. So uh, I think you all will enjoy it as well. Again, thank you so much, Jason, uh, for reaching out to come on uh, to this episode to do this. We love having you on. We love talking to you. Um, and like we said earlier, you are welcome anytime. All the links that we can provide, well, not all the links we can provide because there's a lot of links for Jason. <laughs> yeah. The main the website will have links. All of the ones yeah. that make yeah. sense. <laughs> All the ones that make sense right now, we will put down below. We won't as best send we can. you his OnlyFans. That's for us. That, also, that's <laughs> why he's a paywall. Yes. Um, but for all of us here at uh, the Black Tower, again, Gathering Madness coming up here in a couple of weeks. Make sure you get your RSVP in if you're going to submit a drink recipe to compete in the Watt Tales contest. Please do so. Submissions for that cut off on the 10th of October. I believe that's yep. what we put on there. Um, and RSVPs. And you know what? 
Sorry to cut you off, Andrew, but I'm doing this no, right no, now. I, I feel crazy. I feel affected by the taint. And you know what's going to happen? Here's what's going to happen. Cut his mic. Cut his mic. The cut winner his mic. of the Watt Tails contest. This... Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> that was you, so did you. you got to unmute. <laughs> oh, my God. I could not. All right, Josh, go ahead. I know. I was going to I was going to tell the people that they were going to get a copy of the Origins of the Wheel of Time for winning the cocktails. But you didn't want the people to know that. So that'll be a well, surprise. We also have Now you can unmute me. So which one which, which one wins? <laughs> yeah, that'll see, be for them you to haven't decide. thought this through. I never do. I Welcome know. to Josh. Anyway, also, sorry, Andrew. I do ahead. love that we can actually cut off the uh, the submissions for the Wattails on the tenth this year because Los Angeles is a place where you can actually buy alcohol everywhere and in large quantities, rather than in Utah and North Carolina, where it's crap. Dude, it's for real. But anyway, sorry, Andrew. Just I don't know where to go, go my friend. friend. Uh, North Carolina is the only place I've been to where I can buy a thirty-two ounce beer, sir. See, but in LA, I don't need to know where to go. You just go anywhere. Thank you That's all for what being I'm here. Saying. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for behaving yourselves in a com- in, 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 in a, in a proper yourselves. manner. Thank you so much for receiving your weekly dose of taint with with professionalism. Um, Jason Denzel from Dragon Mount. Thank you so much. Um, we are so honored to have you here as always. Uh, we sincerely look forward to having you again. Um, this has been an absolutely amazing episode. If you've not read the Mystic series, what's wrong with you? Stop what you're doing right now and get the book that you need to get, which is either one, two, or three. Um, and 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 be amazing with it. Go to dragonmount.com, go to jasonnenzel.com. Do the thing, do what you know in your heart is right. From all of us at the Black Tower, I have been your Soravan Mahale, Josh. I've been your Vajan Mahale, Andrew. And I have been your Amin Khan Mahale, Daniel. And again, thank you as always. Thank you very much. We love you very much. We are so glad that you are here. And in case we don't see you again, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. We can help you, we will make you sing.